0: Hey, hey, hey! You sound lovely. Hey, yeah. We gotta Get closer. <laughs> Woo! Yeah.
1: <laughs> Too close. Too close.
0: Live. We really are live. We're always live now. From Juneteenth data palooza. It's a sad day. It's yet another manic Monday edition of Business Pants, joined by the Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. Soon. Your whole title, Lord of the BS, is really going to come to fruition, right? It's almost ready, our platform, Board Metrics. I mean, at noon today, it's supposed to be ready, which is, we're recording at
1: 11.40 a.m. It is platform day for free flow, is what it is. In
0: today's mushy cucumber.
1: Oh, I hate a mushy
0: cucumber. I know. I Called really do. Juneteenth, 2023- A Juneteenth Board of Directors history lesson in a big, beautiful pile of Juneteenth BS data. Oh, come on. I mean, look, if we're honest, it's not great. It's (laughs) it's it's not a rosy look at reality. Look, it's a complicated history in the Western world. But, you know, but it is important to at least honor the fact that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, which really the first question of the day really is why the hell are we working? Yeah, what are we doing here? I don't know, because Ah. when the stock market is down, shouldn't we be down?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: we should be down. But we
1: want to finish this platform, and it's not Juneteenth in the UK where our programmers are. So we're just here to remind you about how data can inform this holiday.
0: Yeah, and we're actually— what we're here to do. We're doing a bit of a service, because part of the the way I constructed today's show— Was that nobody in the business news world wanted to talk about Juneteenth, but so we are?
1: Yeah, no, I'm serious. It's sad. It's really sad. It's really sad.
0: Three yeah. years ago, um, when the horrific stuff with George Floyd was going on, was that three years ago? No, uh, maybe sounds right. The, the, everyone was talking about it then, but now, you know, if it's not a if someone's not yelling at a beer can for being trans, nobody wants to talk about. Yeah, that's a little anymore, bit. Of, guess.
1: That's a little bit of the reason why I feel like we're here. Like, uh, not to be disrespectful to the holiday itself, but because everyone in this country has decided to be disrespectful of everyone else who's not exactly like them, like a white cisgendered male. Are right,
0: you ready for now it? Now
1: we're just yelling at them. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's do. Let's do the news. Yeah. And then some depressing data. Yeah. And then get out of here. Okay, and ready? Go celebrate. Okay, let's. <laughs> okay.
0: let's <laughs> oh, do not that music.
1: I'm sorry. That's not Juneteenth-centric. Juneteenth
0: that sounds like plantation music or something. That sounds like White oh, Devil. Oh, how dare I like you? I like that. I never liked that music. Yeah. All right. Here's the problem, Matt. The only... I, f- I literally found one Juneteenth headline. Okay? Real, one? One, I know. one Juneteenth I know. headline? It is maddening. Maddening. And ironically, it was from the Business Insider, which had this headline, the out-of-office message you need if your company finally caught up with the times and gave you Juneteenth off. So ironically, no, Insider gave its employees Juneteenth off, and they're the only ones to write an article about Juneteenth. I mean, so many ironies there.
1: But they, but the their angle was, this is how you should write about why you're off okay, today? But, but they're honoring on, the holiday. Come the worst possible no, angle. No, no, I give them no, credit. No, they're down. honoring the holiday. Thumbs they're down. actually
0: talking about it.
1: What, what if they would they do that for July Fourth or for like uh, I don't know. Christmas? you like don't this is what the you should write when you're out of the office. I on mean,
0: Christmas. It's funny you say July Fourth and Christmas. I think oh you mean the two white holidays. That's the first thing I Th- thought. That's of. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I picked the whitest holidays I could think of. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, Juneteenth recognizes the end of slavery in the U S. June 19th, 1865. Again, which is like. What two or three years after the emancip- emancipation proclamation, right? It took That's the, It correct. took like yeah. three, two it, or three years. It took sadly. three years Idiots. for it to
1: actually happen. Idiots. Yeah.
0: All right. Here's the history lesson for today. And by the way, the the business pants corporate theater. I've already discussed this with them. They're already going to start creating material based on this because you I know what? It. The corporate theater needs to go start fundraising, getting grant money. And these are types of projects I think that hopefully will work for them. Here's the story: the first black woman to sit on a Fortune 500 corporate board. Okay. Okay.
1: That's what the story oh. is. This
0: is out of Fortune magazine. So this is I'm Juneteenth. For the punchline. This is Juneteenth adjacent. No, this is no. There's no silliness here. Although this is how sad data is in general in the corporate governance world, in the ESG world, especially when a black person is involved. Because according to this article, Matt. A couple of years ago, when you Googled who was the first black woman you know, on a Fortune 500 corporate board, you got wrong information. Yeah, well, duh. They came up with the wrong woman. They came up with someone named Dolores Wharton, who was elected to the board of Michigan Bell Telephone Company in 1974. So there is a networking and board training organization called Black Women on Boards, and they uh, made sure that they put posted the correct information. The first black woman on a board was Patricia Roberts Harris, elected to the board of IBM in 1971. Oh, look. (laughs) I think, actually... They had to correct Google. They had to correct the Internet. I mean, we can't even get that. They can't even honor the right black woman.
1: I get it. but But there is something to be said. Like, IBM... How far tech has fallen... Because mm-hmm. now all we think about is tech bros in yep. Silicon Valley. But tech was IBM with the first black board member. That feels like a real thing. Yeah. It feels like a real that that's
0: celebration worthy, right? It is celebration. Worthy.
1: Why uh, why aren't they out there putting
0: out press releases? This is how this is how talented she had to be, by the way. She had to be uh uh Topper, she graduated first in her class from George Washington University Law School. Obviously, she, she then became a corporate lawyer. She was a dean of Howard University School of Law. Of course, uh, she was the first black woman to become an ambassador to Luxembourg, an ambassador in general, but she was an ambassador right. to Luxembourg. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, this is how talented you have to be for someone to recognize you. I mean,
1: <laughs> meanwhile, Gus, who just yeah. literally uh, sold his fourth car at the used Chevy dealer is going to get offered a board seat at some point in his
0: life. I also want to point out that black women on boards who have already reached out to to come onto the podcast, they they actually have a new documentary about Harris that premiered three days ago uh, at the Tribeca Film Festival called On Board. All right? Oh. Right? So this is something to celebrate. I mean, for us, we're... we're Hopefully. The, we're, well, they're not going to... Nobody ever responds to my emails. Literally, well, how come Tribeca
1: Film Festival didn't call us? We're like the only people who are like are, would be super excited about yeah. this in I, general.
0: In fact, the, the film premiered in the building that I used to work in for 10 years. So I... <laughs> literally, literally in that building. So I better get a call. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, there you go. That's, that's our history lesson for Juneteenth. Uh, the first black woman on any board, on Fortune 500 board um yeah okay
1: that's that's, that's patricia rubber terrace congrats
0: to okay. to her is she
1: still around still alive still on <laughs> don't boards? make
0: me don't make me answer that question
1: watch i'm gonna you you talk i'm gonna look it up on our platform It's right. being shared live right now
0: the next thing we did was oh matt is on our platform if you're if you're actually watching the video this is uh that really is our platform so what i went what i did today is i went into our data that's our uh, board metrics data, and we okay. So we have diversity data for for only the S and P five hundred so far. Matt, is that, that right? that is
1: all we have right now? We're looking to expand it. And if you know a guy who's got some data that they they're selling under a bridge somewhere, we'll
0: take it. Yeah, or just partner with us. Give us the give us diversity no, data, and we'll is that you can yeah. you can sponsor our show. We'll we'll, we'll work something out. We'll, you know, That's maybe so we'll amazing. give you some you data allow them to sponsor our show. <laughs> <laughs> so with us, roughly five thousand directors. In the S&P 500, all right? It is
1: 5,253 uh, 5, da- um, director ships. It is actually only oh. 4,581 people.
0: Oh, So that's where my data might be a little wonky. Yeah. So I've so already We up. have data on
1: 4,581 people who, um, uh, who are directors in the S&P 500. Do you know the percentage? Data.
0: Do you happen to know the percentage of? black people on the boards of these companies
1: uh what i you know what i didn't even bother with that because it's
0: pathetically low well like i i want to make uh, sure i I got this data data. got this data right so my data would suggest that 11 percent of all directorships are held by black people so so it might be of course some of those people are holding multiple roles so right exactly yeah so it might be a little bit lower i'm thinking right the actual it, it, percentage?
1: Yes. Yeah. You're going to skew.
0: And 78% of those roles are held by white directors. I'm shocked. And I will say this, that uh, it, it actually kind of correlates. Um, the U.S. average pop- population of black people is 13%, 11% black directors, although the U.S. average non-Hispanic white Population is fifty nine percent, and yet seventy eight percent of board roles are held by non Hispanic white people.
1: Yeah, white people like to like to have a little bit,
0: a little extra, a little zhuzh. Uh How about this? The average influence of these people, the average a white director's influence is ten percent of the board. Ten percent influence. Average black black influence six percent. What do you think about that power gap?
1: Um, well, I am going to give you a number here yeah. that cuts into my segment. But, oh, you're
0: already uh, jumping into your segment. Well, I'm not it done. Just, but go it ahead. gels
1: with what you're talking go about, ahead. right? Sure, go ahead, so, gel. Actually, um, I looked at the breakdown. Uh, the percentage of each cohort, mm-hmm. you know, like white men, white women, black men, black women, that um, by their what inf- how much influence they have. So, like, what percentage of white men have 5% or less influence? What percentage of white men have, you know, like less it. than you know, between twenty five and fifty percent influence. Yeah, so
0: you're you're like I went to like the first five minutes of a statistics class in fourth grade. You went to the whole thing in like No, 11th I grade. went to
1: the next thirteen minutes. <laughs> Ari went to the whole thing. Okay. Um uh yeah, so go ahead. Thirty percent of white men have five percent or less influence. Thirty okay, percent of white men. So about a third of white guys don't have a lot are, of influence are sitting it don't have a lot of influence, right? Forty-four percent of white women
0: that's not have five percent or less. Yeah.
1: So you know, just having you know, uh, just identifying woman mm-hmm. basically means you're likely, much more likely to get five percent so, or less. So
0: influence. right there, like a, a potential quantifiable instance of misogyny, right in the corporate Because oh, yeah, I mean, what else would you ascribe that to?
1: And now let's yeah. add in racism because 49% of black men are yeah. 5% or less influence. 49%. Yeah, so
0: roughly half of black men have absolutely no voice in the boardroom.
1: And then it gets just slightly worse where 51%, just over half of black women who are on the boards of S&P 500 companies have 5% or less power on those boards. That is a staggering number. Yeah, yeah that's a it, staggering number.
0: And the thing that also struck me too was because I was just looking at just averages across the board is that, and and we can break it down on our data. Reach out if you need some data. Well, you know we're gonna charge you for the data, but reach out nonetheless. Uh, We we have it broken down by white people, Caucasian, uh, Caucasian, Hispanic, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, Asian, Black, Middle Eastern, Asian, yeah, and Black is right at the bottom. So Black influence average is six percent. Hispanic seven, Asian eight, Middle Middle Eastern nine, White ten. What I mean, what what is that? Seriously though, it's the numbers are really really
1: shocking. It also gets shocking when you get up into the higher percent, like concentrations of power, like between twenty and fifty percent influence. Basically, you're the CEO or the power broker. Mm -hmm. Um, Two percent of white women. Uh, on on boards land in that category, one percent of black men and zero percent of black women. Meanwhile, twelve percent of white men land in that. If you want to know what like the brown ceiling looks like, yes. to be crass about it, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. It doesn't matter that you've cracked into the board. Yeah, if you effectively have no power once you get to the board, right? It, like then you're just a body count. And here's that's
0: basically here, where we're at. Here's where it's extra troubling that they don't have a lot of power because as far as education is concerned which is you know the the cornerstone of our society really here or uh black people on these boards are more educated end of story they yeah 46% Period. of the these black uh directors went to an elite school, only 41% white directors, the same. S- Matt, 71% of these black directors have advanced degrees, only 62% white. Right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in can't, order make to up, get, can't make that up. Can't make that up. In order to get into, the, to break into the glass ceiling or the mm-hmm. brown ceiling or whatever ceiling you want to well, break Well, I'm
0: just into, talking about black and white here.
1: You need to be significantly better. 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 So like Which you just we, have. Which would make smarter, you, yeah. Which would make you think they'd experience. have more influence,
0: or they'd listen to them even more because they, they, what they should be thinking is, "Holy shit, my horrible company let a black person in the room. That no, this person must be must be incredibly qualified." No, here's what generally happens, right? Yeah. Like, first
1: of all, there's like the 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 on average, your nominating committee chair is a, a white person, right? Like on right. average, and th- there's a already like a level of you know, unspoken, we're doing you a favorism that's that exists in these corporate boardrooms. Okay, so we, we brought in, like, a you know, some diversity, like, you know, you should be thankful to have gotten this opportunity. I don't think that's something that they say. Like, they don't put that in, like, their, their inauguration material, like, on their onboarding. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, thank us profusely for letting you in here. But I, I do think there's an unspoken thing. Meanwhile... The people who get who break into that ceiling, they are then recyclable. Okay. Now you end up in a situation, and this is the second stat that I have again, culling from my segment Juneteenth data palooza. So um, here's the stat I have. Yeah. There are what I call recycle rates of um, of people on on boards. So on average, you've got four thousand five hundred eighty-one people and five thousand two hundred and fifty three directorships, which means mm-hmm. the average person on an S P five hundred board sits on one point two boards,
0: right? Right, right. That's, because again the, the director is the person, the directorship is the seat itself. So a director exactly. a, a director can have four directorships.
1: So they're getting, like, 1.2 di- right. directorships per person. Okay. Once you've broken into the S&P 500, you're in a bunch of places, right? Yeah. Um, within the S&P 500, these people, like, all, you know, play together. But here's your recycle rates by race and gender. And it's not happy. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bury the lead. White men get 1.16 boards per white male. Okay. That's actually not that high. Right. Um, Hispanic men, one point two three; Asian men, one point one four; Middle Eastern men, one point zero five. They don't get recycled very much at all. Black men, one point three five. They are the most recycled men Why? in the entire S and P five hundred. Why do we think this is? Why do we think this is because once you've broken into the ceiling, then you know you we you're already overqualified. Yeah. Compared to the people in the room, mm-hmm. but they've allowed you into the club. Then they're they are feel just comfortable trading. with you. Then so they're, they're just like, with you. use this they're, guy. You're just getting slotted around on all the other boards. Black men have, of all men on S and P 500 boards, have yeah. the highest recycle rate. It's crazy, I, though. I
0: mean, uh, this this stat alone does speak to the sort of the history of our race relations in this country. You no, know? because w- y- y- if you ask me before you revealed this data I would say that why wouldn't the recyclable rate for black Asian Hispanic Middle Eastern men why wouldn't that all be kind of the same number right but there is a there is a specific white black relationship in this country over you know, over our history that is extra horrible and peculiar
1: well here's another way to think of this yeah. this number think of it it's a it's a list of opportunities right mm-hmm. like white men, are much more likely to have an opportunity to get on a board that they don't need to be recycled. As in, we can find plenty of white men that we're comfortable with putting yeah. on boards, right? We right. just put anybody... Vivek you know, Ramaswamy would man. refer
0: to that as the excellence, the quantifiable yeah, they're term all, of there's, excellence. There's plenty of excellence. If, they, if a white person excellence. shows up, we don't... Up until this point in our corporate history, we don't question their credentials. We only question diverse credentials.
1: But if you're a black man, yeah, th- that it means that the opportunity set for you is so much lower right. to break in. That once you're in, you're much more likely to be reused well, over and over again on multiple boards. It also, yeah, than to, to me, it also
0: else. speaks to two other things: is that their reluctance to to keep trying to broaden that network like I feel like they give up right once they have one and also yeah. what you said before if you're if the head of your nomination committee is is a white man then that person already we know that they don't have that network and again they they, they too are like well I don't you know what, what else am I gonna do you know I mean we already have this one guy so I, I, what do you want me to do and then it, when I, when you do
1: female right white yeah. females one point two two Hispanic females one point three one Hispanic females and black males are almost on par right um, Asian females are uh, one point one one lower than, than white. white males yeah same with the man.
0: Asian male low a lower recyclable rate right than the white male
1: and uh, Middle Eastern females are one.
0: So they basically, don't get there's so few of them, and yeah, 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 they yeah.
1: tend to be on companies that are like mostly packed with Middle Eastern people, sure. generally Israeli. It's actually a lot okay. of Israeli, um, black females. Once again. The most recycled cohort Does overall, one point yeah. three eight. I wonder if Pr- Patricia Roberts Harris, yeah, how recycled she was well, after she, breaking. I, that I can ceiling. actually,
0: I can actually tell you because after IBM, she later served on the boards of Scott Paper and Chase Manhattan Bank.
1: There you go, recycled twice, yeah. right? Which that's that is the pattern we see. We see if you are black. You are more likely to once you break in. To break in, you have to be absolutely, exceptionally, way beyond everybody else already. Yeah, it's right,
0: right. It's right here and fine. And right here in in our data, you you, you black people go to a higher percentage of black people go to elite schools and have advanced degrees, right? It, I mean, not only
1: that. So you're yeah. already exceptional, but you are likely to get half of the the people who get on the boards are likely to have virtually no influence on those boards. Yeah. The five percent or less influence, and to top that off, you will get shuffled around. Like every four, five, six years, some other company is going to pick you up because you're a black person on a board, and they need your face as a picture in their proxy. And actually, it's a sad reality. It makes me sad.
0: And let me talk about that a little bit because there's a a potential. What'd you call it? Did you call it a a brown ceiling? The brown ceiling. Yeah. There, there's a potential for a, a glass cliff scenario here. What would that be? A black cliff? The cl- <laughs> oh wow! I don't know. Wow, there's a lot of but here's the interesting thing: because you're talking about these recycled directors, is that on average, once again, according to our performance data, which you know soon to be on our platform, Board supermetrics, on platform average, we're viewing right now, yeah, black directors are a, a shade lower in all of all five of the categories that we cover that's overall, earnings, TSR, carbon, controversy, they're shade lower, which to me suggests that if they're being recycled, they might be re- being recycled at companies that are failing potentially and they need a diver. Ooh. We always see this with women, Ooh, right? I like but, that, that's a good ah, But we're cool. probably seeing it with um, with black directors, I'm guessing, because shade across, again, across all categories, their performance is a shade lower than their white counterparts.
1: So, um, can we wrap up? What is the saddest show we've ever done? Uh, I feel like
0: you want to you want to finish, or can I give you one more Juneteenth data palooza? Give me
1: one more sad data point, and then okay. I want to. Sh- I'm gonna. I'm gonna spend ten seconds on the platform before we wrap to,
0: up. To nobody's surprise, uh, here's part of the problem. Um, wh- while they might be more educated, they certainly don't come with more experience. Uh, one of the things that we cover in our database is whether or not the director has been a CEO or not. Black directors, thirty-nine percent of them have been a CEO anywhere. White directors, that number sixty percent, quite a bit higher. Holy moly! And also, what about this one? This interesting one. Uh, uh, we ask if you are uh, if your influence comes from being a founder, CEO, or like a family member, right?
1: Yeah, sure, yeah.
0: Uh, 9% of white directors, this is, yeah, so that's basically like a tenth of all, they've yeah. come from basically, right, a founder or family member. Yeah. For yeah. black directors, 1%, just 1%. Ooh.
1: Yeah. So I'm yeah.
0: blaming VC capital for that one.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. If Give we that think money this to, happen, to black this founders. Doesn't happen, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. no. Right? Like white people tend to get funded at higher rates, particularly if they're white men. They those companies tend to get more latitude because you know, like we put up with the fact that Adam Newman can basically create a fake, you know, company. He makes billions, and then he goes and gets the largest yeah. investment
0: ever from Andreessen Horowitz.
1: Yeah, and this and, is part.
0: Yeah, it, and you're what you're speaking to too is that the, the reason why that culture sucks, that white broy culture, is that. What they're really focusing on is the the coolest pitch deck instead of going to the yes, slide where it says, correct. "Oh wait a minute, these founders are more educated and, and are probably better suited to run a company."
1: That's correct. Yeah. They're not. There's not a probabilistic model of well, this is a very very smart person who knows a market that I don't know. I'm going to trust them and give them some capital to build something new and unique. It, right. No, this is a model of and- Masuyashi-san thinks they're cool.
0: Yes, but th- but this is why we <laughs> spend so much time on these anti. ESG, anti-woke a-holes like Vivek Ramaswamy is that they have some magical notion of this term excellence, which is really just a a shield for racism and misogyny, but they don't, they refuse to quantify it. They just, they know a winner when they see a winner, right? They can smell the best cheese from 20 miles away, right?
1: Uh, Well, here, that's an excellent segue into this. This is what winners look like. I can pull up on this platform. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see what I'm pulling up, but you've heard us talk about this anyway. I could pull up every director in the S&P 500 and there are performance metrics for their earnings, for their carbon intensity, how good they are at carbon per dollar revenue. TSR. Is there any better measure of excellence for the Vivek Ramaswamy's no. of the world than how much money's yeah, made the right. stock market? Shareholders are king. And controversies. Do you have the four easy pillars of performance right yeah. here for every director? Now you don't have the shield of excellence to hide behind when you realize the vast majority of directors are average. They're just average. Yeah. Get over it they're average. That's all we got. That's a lot. It's a lot. Come it's on. a lot for you know. Happy the Juneteenth we put together. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. That's Damian Rollis. I'm Matt Muscardi. It's platform day here at Free Float. There wow, will be it's more Juneteenth. on social. We're going to send this out over the course of this week. You'll be able to sign up this week. So pay attention, tell us what you think, and enjoy so your celebrating Juneteenth with our dower, dower statistics. Until tomorrow, goodbye.